2: I come up to my parents, and literally a week later, I have sex, and uh, it was the best experience of my life. Wow. And I was like, "Wait, I don't know if that has to do with that. So let's just keep doing it again and again and all of it."
0: <laughs> you, you said, "You said, you said I need to do some more market research." <laughs> back to that's a gay ass podcast the podcast that asks whose fault is it that you're gay it is me eric williams and this week we have nadia Mohebin on the podcast a hilarious talented gorgeous actor if you don't follow her on tiktok or the old instagram you should she is so funny and queer and just everything you want and more now i want to wish you all an after halloween how are you babe just because it really took a lot out of me i don't know if you hear it in my voice but she's exhausted maybe it's because halloween was on a monday this year but god all this shit we gotta put ourselves through i still have confetti up my hole i don't know i'm kidding um but i just i I luckily did not commit too hard to my costume because i knew i didn't have it in me but did you see matt's Did you see my husband's cat woman costume? We talk about it in this episode. You go to my Instagram, go to his Instagram so you can find it. Just iconic. I'm just going to leave that there. But you know what? With this in mind, I want to get straight to the meat of this episode with Nadia Mohabim. We talk about so many important things, not only about what it was like to come out to your Muslim parents, but also about being outed or like shamed by someone whose Instagram handle is Kristen Stewart. Telling her that Nadia is not queer enough to say she's queer. It is a interesting conversation. And I hope that you enjoy. Follow along at Gay Ass Podcast. Go get that character actress sweatshirt or the baby onesie at gayaspodcast.com. And I love you so much. Oh my goodness gracious. Nadia my heaven is on. That's a gay ass fucking podcast. Nadia, ever since I met you, I said to myself, this girlina needs to be a podcastiana. And here you are. Thank you for coming on, Nadia.
2: Oh my god, thank you so much for having me. Are
0: you Yay. kidding me? It is truly the the universe told me that this needed to happen and I am nothing if not an action girl. I like to make things happen. So, let me just um get something out of the way. Happy Halloween. How are you doing? How are you? How are you how are you holding up this season?
2: Happy Halloween. Okay, I don't like really celebrate Halloween. I love Halloween. Love it. I just like don't care to get dressed up oh, it's not so because always, you're like, a
0: witch that like doesn't believe in the you know? no <laughs> okay, okay, okay okay, no
2: no halloween is my favorite favorite holiday yet i don't ever want to dress up so i was like okay like when halloween happens like i love the whole month up to it love all the little festivities but then when it gets to halloween i'm like okay we can like skip the actual
0: <laughs> is it because you're an actor that you doesn't want to put other people's clothes on and not get
3: paid okay
2: okay <laughs> Yes, and no, that's actually what I always say is that I don't want, I don't like getting in costume. But then everyone's like, but you're an actor. I'm like, but that's not costume. Like, that is, I am this character that is. My how my profession is
0: not a costume. (laughs) Cut you wearing the weirdest costume for your profession. (laughs) I mean I between us girls, I think the way you described it was beautifully said. When I describe it, I sound like a pretentious asshole. However, it is (laughs) I don't love dressing up. Although this being said, I don't know if you saw on my social meds, but my dear husband dressed up as Catwoman for Halloween yes the only thing that we're grappling with at this point is that it by far was the most incredible costume i've seen and michelle pfeiffer posted a carousel of everyone who dressed up and by everyone i mean like of course highlights of people who dressed up as catwoman and matt was not on there is michelle pfeiffer canceled
2: yes 100 percent Maybe she didn't see it, though. She fucking better not have. If she had seen (laughs) it, that should
0: have been the fucking... I don't care if Miranda Kerr is that. Her name? Some like Model did is the first slide. Matt would have been... Listen, I I feel like a stage mom at this point because he was working on it for, I'm not joking, months to get to Halloween. He was practicing in his... And of course, he wasn't doing it for a Michelle Pfeiffer yeah uh, reveal but i will say all the dreams came true he did not break an ankle he got compliments the 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 video that he posted is iconic obviously yes. director of photography is yours truly so i just <laughs> need to shout out to him and know that despite michelle Pfeiffers erasure. Matt, mm-hmm. your catwoman is is the catwoman. I think we just needed to say that.
2: It was so beautiful. Thank you for It saying was that. all over my timeline. I kept <laughs> watching it. I'm like, oh my God. It looks I so kept good. watching it
0: too. I just <laughs> got. And some people I, I was I was surprised by how much people sexualized it, not because he didn't look sexy, because he did. I was surprised that people were telling me that I was getting a new, I should have a new kink of fucking Catwoman. And I didn't see it going to that place oh my god okay, No, i'm not I gonna say either. i'm not gonna say no to fucking cat woman but, but yeah. i'm not gonna say like i want to like pull on his like sewn on cat ears and like try to yeah. get through the the black leather whatever the fuck it is yeah no no, no. i don't
2: no, no. i don't
0: need the f- he i don't need i don't want I, I don't need the suit to fuck i need I, i'll say it with me ladies you need the body to fuck you need the body to fuck Not. i don't need a cat suit
2: I can see why people we turned on with that. I mean, look, I'm queer. And yet that was hot. <laughs> I was like, you're sexy. Like, Oh my God. Oh my God
0: I know it was so oh hot. My. It was so yes. hot. And that's why people assume that I probably wanted to, um,
3: yeah, exactly. I wanted
0: his black patent, uh, cat yeah. girl.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, Ooh. Cat <laughs> Cat. Wait,
0: was he cat girl or cat woman? <laughs> what is it? I'm forgetting.
2: No cat woman.
0: Cat oh girl, cat woman, cat whispy, yes yeah, okay me, show me cute. that cat wussy. ew
2: i'm no done and this was so
0: fun thanks for coming on where can people follow you i'm kidding okay so um <laughs> so i need to tell you that the fact that you're on this podcast is so fucking exciting i do need to already go to a controversial point
2: okay yeah what is the it? the
0: controversial point is that you posted a while ago yeah a really important message that some Kristen stewart instagram account that is not Kristen stewart was giving you shit about your identity what can you tell the girls what happened
2: oh my god yeah wait i have to pull it up because it was a while ago it is pinned on my instagram though
0: basically what i read is that someone said that you are not queer because your partner at the time is male presenting but you're like excuse me my partner is queer was assigned yes i mean yeah what
2: well Okay, either, I mean, besides that, it doesn't matter even how my partner identifies. True. Even though my partner, yes, exactly, right? But even though at the time, my partner and I identified as being in a queer relationship, we both identify as queer. We're like, oh, this is a queer relationship. But I'm sure that other people look at us and we look uh, cis-presenting mm-hmm. so, and, or heteronormative. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's fine. But it still does not, it doesn't matter who I date. My identity is mine. And how I identify has nothing to do with who my current partner is. Mm. So this girl had messaged me and pretty much was just like, I don't like me to disrespect you, but you know you're not queer and you need to stop posting about being queer and just pretty much stop being you. And I was like, excuse me, I was so upset. And the reason why I was so upset is that is something that I struggle with for such a long time. Because almost all of my partners in the past were either non-binary, pretty much uh pronouns were either they, them, or he, him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So that has been pretty much every single one of my partners from the beginning. We were either in the relationship and they transitioned. So, like actually it was at one point she, her then transitioned and they were like, oh, I'm actually non-binary. They, them. And then, so like, I've almost all been with all my partners while they transitioned. So I have gone through this multiple times where I started off being like, oh, I identify as gay. And then halfway through, I'm like, okay, well, I need a word that's more inclusive. Uh And so that was for me, something that I went through for a very long time, trying to understand like, oh, what is my identity? What does it mean? And then I finally, after all that time, realized, wait, it doesn't matter how I, like how I identify is how I identify. First of all, I identify as queer. Mm -hmm. um, And it's a very inclusive term, which includes just so many different identities. So I'm like, okay, that is how I'm going to identify. It doesn't matter who I date. Then to have someone slide into my DMs and then tell me that, I'm not valid. I'm like, are you kidding me? Not today, like,
0: speaking of Halloween. Not today, Satan. Hello, on yes, the Devil's Day uh, we say. But I got to, I got to tell you something that I got uh, I, the girl that cuts my hair. Her name. I don't know. Am I going to dox her? I... What her name is Angela, and we love, and she really is an ally. She, I would say, probably is not going to be teaching a class on queer activism, but she definitely mm-hmm. like is a on the good. She's on the right side of her street, and I bring her up because we talk about the Kardashians. That's one of our shared uh, things that we watch. And Caitlyn Jenner came up, which of course is right now <sighs> being a mon- oh. stress, But the question was, and she was saying, I, she was saying that. She was really asking it out of a genuine questioning way about trying to be an ally and saying the right thing. So I'm going to pose this to you because you're, you have a great perspective. Mm. If, you are, uh, if you identify as a female and you are dating someone who uh, first uses she, her pronouns, then mm. we have the they, them, journey, and then mm. we go into he, him. Do mm. you yourself or do you as a c- partnership, when people ask you if you are then uh, in a straight relationship, what do you say? It, if that's the question.
2: I feel like most people don't ask that you're in a straight relationship. Yeah. I think most people, this is the question that I got so much. People would be like, Oh, you're queer. And then most people would be like don't understand the word queer, but they'll be like, Oh, you're queer. Oh, but you're dating a guy. And I got that so much So that is mostly the question I got. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I, I kind of fucked up. And in the beginning of my relationships with almost all of these people, I would be like, oh, well, my partner's trans. And then one time, that's really fucked up. Dude, we should not do that. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, like, somehow that validated, you know, my queerness. Like, that's what I was doing. And my partner, one of my partners at the time was like, you cannot use my trans identity to validate who you are. And you're outing me every single
0: time. And I was
2: like, oh yeah, that's really fucked up. You're so right. Like, I can't do that. Hey, can I I get a
0: double burger? By the way, (laughs) they are trans. I'm queer. By the way, no pickles.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Your partner's like,
0: sweetheart, they did not need to know that you're ordering a Burger King.
2: That's when I was like, okay, well then how do I let people know that I'm queer? And I was like, I don't. But that was like, all of this was pretty much for me to prove to people that I was queer. And the reason why I needed to constantly prove to people that I was queer is because I spent the majority of my life finally coming to terms that I was queer. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, here we are. We did it. And then I, everyone I date, we look like we're in a heteronormative relationship. And I'm like, well, well, no, I just spent my entire life going through so many struggles. Now I look like I'm in a straight relationship. What the fuck? So that's why I need to constantly prove So back to your question, (laughs) people don't ask anything about like looking like we're in a straight relationship, Mm -hmm. but people would always ask, I don't understand how you're queer, which I then started to tell people, it doesn't matter who I date. I am valid in my identity. As
0: they said in La Cage aux Folles, I am what I am, bitch.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Bitch. Exactly. How about you start?
0: <laughs> stop asking what I am and start asking who you're voting for?
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Which is also um, my, you know, uh, one of my exes said to never ever out him to my parents. Mm. And I remember that was a conversation for a while where I was like, okay, but I came out to my parents as gay. Then I am dating someone who is a man and I'm like, okay, well, they think I'm straight now. Like, They literally straight think I'm straight and I was fucking crazy for coming out as gay. And he goes, well, you could let them know that you're queer. And I was like, okay, I guess like, yeah, that is true. That's like the most I can do. But in my head, I kept thinking about how my parents perceive me and how they think I'm probably fucking crazy. Listen. But I was like, yeah
0: it's a very it's how your parents perceive you as an adult is a very and i i want to like validate what you're saying and i do not mean to trivialize this but i'm going to bring up something very very recent for Mm me Mm. (sighs) my mom doesn't like the mustache and i know this is not at all the depth of what you're talking about (laughs) but it does deal with perception (laughs) and i'm not
2: (laughs) i'm like i really thought it going to be something serious i'm like oh what (laughs) So you anyway, see the long uh-huh.
0: hair above my my <laughs> upper lip. Um I'm just saying that like our parents, how how they feel about us, it is yes. it really does play a role in our minds and something as deep as your identity and as who you are with, and also your queerness, all the way to me <laughs> FaceTiming my mom she was like, Your nephew wants to say hi, to you. and she was like, I prefer your just your beard. And I was like, Oh, I actually funny didn't ask your opinion. But um I feel <laughs> i like had a whole inner monologue about it um because because an- anyways 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 i will say that it just like it uh, to, to validate your point it really does matter what our parents feel and think but like to be an adult and also try to stand up yeah it's all very it's all very complicated
2: do you want to hear something crazy that you just said that it reminded me of this um so to pretty much validate what you said even though i said it, and you validated but i'm going to validate it again mm. um uh what our parents think is so important, and it's not, but it's like it it is for some reason. When I finally came out to my parents, my sex life before that was it, it was uh, okay, mm-hmm. like it was there, you know, um, but I didn't really, really and enjoy is not the right word. I just wasn't as comfortable, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. I wasn't as comfortable. I come out to my parents, and literally a week later. I have sex, and I—it uh, was the best experience of my life. Wow. And I was like, "Wait, I don't know if that has to do with that." So let's just keep doing it again and again and all of it. A-
0: <laughs> you, so you said, "You said, you said I need to do some more market research."
2: <laughs> yes, I do. And I put two and two together. Now, after a lot of sex, I realized I fully wasn't comfortable. With myself until I came out to my parents.
0: Wow. And then
2: I was able to actually enjoy sex. It was Nadia, that sex.
0: is huge.
2: I know. Because you know what
0: it proves is that our conscious and subconscious minds are so worried about the people yeah. that raised us and how they perceive us. And even if You didn't think that the way your parents know you affects your sex life. It turns out, it turns out, it does. I do love that you were like, had to do so much experimentation to find out. And I thought you were going to say, and then it turns out I found out I was addicted to sex. I'm kidding. But I feel like, (laughs) I feel like that it truly, it truly is a very real relationship between how you authentically live your life to the people who love you and then how Mm -hmm. your actual life feels day to day, because it's complicated for me because like, I always talk about how like as Jews, we have no boundaries and I feel like (laughs) in one side of it, I want to be authentically who I am, but also I'm realizing I don't need to say everything. And so it's like, okay, well it's like I was even thinking truly about when I have kids one day, because a lot of my friends are having kids and I have all these nephews and I'm like, you know, I want my kids to genuinely feel safe to communicate their emotions and to know mm-hmm. that feeling sad or angry or whatever it is is a very valid emotion and to communicate it is good but to also know that they they don't need to tell me every single thing i think when i was growing up in a way that my parents were very much doing this with what good intentions and i truly don't blame them but i think they were like wanting me to feel safe and i did but it sometimes can go into the the place of you find a there's a gray area between what is helpful to talk about versus what should just be for you or either your partner your friendship your work whatever the fuck it is um but i do it's all very interesting i gotta say though all this talk about parents makes me want to ask you the famous podcast question which is oh. nadia heaven whose fault is it that you're queer who do we blame babe
2: <laughs> um i blame my parents <laughs> well no obviously i was born this way but i blame my parents and this is what i think of specifically every single time obviously it's a joke but it's just a funny joke my dad growing up would always be like no guys allow don't talk to boys like let me know i'm gonna kill them if you ever talk to boys and i'm like he would scare me and terrify me and now looking back i'm like oh i never wanted to talk to boys dad
0: (laughs) you said go on kill them see (laughs) what i care
2: Yeah, I didn't care. And it like makes sense. When I was in high school, I remember when he would always be like, you can't, a guy can't come pick you up. And I'd be like, why not? like no this guy's coming to pick me oh up That's so God, weird because, that's... because guys think with their peepees and i was no, like okay <laughs> like,
0: not peepees not peepees <laughs> you have a video on tiktok that i find to be so funny which is like about how you with dating your best friend where your best friend's like i'm not gay and then cut to a year later you're fully making out i just yeah. i think like i think like I, and i feel this especially with not to generalize, but I feel like, especially with girls, there is much less of a stigma about, like, closeness in friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's partly why a lot of us gay guys are surrounded by women growing up, because not only are you are, – our girlfriends such allies and like mm-hmm. and such lifesavers but also we get the intimacy that we're craving in a friendship that society tells us you can't have with a guy there's like a joke i see a meme going around that's like if a straight guy has just met a guy uh they've hung out one time he's your bud if you've hung out for 35 years he's still your bud it's like there it does not change whereas like i think women are more allowed to have closeness but then of course if you're queer then that i'm sure the lines can feel a little blurred
2: that's so funny you say that because this entire past two weeks i've been thinking why are all of my best friends since uh college they're all gay guys oh, wow. and right now my my closest three best friends are all different are gay men wow and, and, and even like then beyond that that i'm like okay my second group of close friends they're all gay men. it's like what is wrong with me? Wait, no, there's nothing wrong, nothing you wrong are with me. You, you
0: need your own pride float. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me get into this um the gay friends yeah. of it all. So can you tell me, just because now I'm a gossipy bitch. Yeah. Can you tell me yeah. are like your closest three? Are they yeah. um all close friends with each other? Are any of them dating each other? What's that?
2: Yes. Okay, so now they are. So the, <laughs> in college, I had a theater best friend and then a non-theater best friend. Okay. We never did things together for some reason, yet we all went to the same college. But it's like, if I wasn't with my best friend, Abel, I'd be with my best friend, Tiziano. He was my theater best friend. And then we all moved to LA, not together, but within the past, like, Five years we all moved. And now I would say within the past year, we are all in the same group chat. We all do everything together. We're all best friends. Now, Tiziano has a partner, Gabrish, who moved out here in the past like eight months. I have become best friends with him as well, like individually, where if Tiziano leaves and goes somewhere, I hang out with Gabrish. Can I, I just love ask, him? are these yeah. names
0: made up? They are the most gorgeous. Yes. You're <laughs> like, and then, um, <laughs>
2: Yes, unicornita
0: okay. comes in i'm like okay hold the phone these names are that's getting
2: that's true i have a very diverse wait can you say of... the
0: names that the titi what is it again
2: tiziano tiziano we love tiziano Gabrish is polish
0: gabbers we love
2: and abel Ethiopian.
0: oh my god what is going yes. on with your like we are the gay world yes. um <laughs> We are I'm gay Persian. children in <laughs> your and This is un- I'm like, like college yes. admissions ads wish they could see a yes. brunch. Um, I know. So wait. So, okay. So I see. So there are a partner set there.
2: Yes. Yes. And then, so it's like, and then like, even when I go outside of that, then I have all these friends who are also all unrelated gay uh, men. And I do have a girl best friend who is Ali. Allie is, uh, queer that's how she identifies but woman female uh so that is my only right now closest queer best friend i would say mm-hmm. love her i'm never gonna date her like literally i feel like she's a sister of mine so it's like okay it's it works out it's perfect but other than that i don't hang around that many close i don't have that many close lesbian best friends anymore in college i did in college i did krista krista my best friend from college we love krista uh yes love krista we did everything together also we like in college we ended up having a threesome not on purpose it was the only time i had a cisgendered uh boyfriend and so i did uh, we did have a threesome with the cisgendered oh
3: boyfriend.
0: thank god for you you're probably <laughs> in hog heaven
2: After that, I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm definitely after dating him. I was like, Oh, I'm definitely gay. And also I don't count him when people are like, Oh, how many people have you dated? I always forget to count him. But that's besides the the point. (laughs) But after Chris and I had that sexual encounter, we were like, Wow, we're so much closer. And I love you. Like as a friend, like you're my best friend. And so she's still my best friend. But isn't I, that like the
0: queer tale as old as time where you hook, yeah. you hook up first and then you become good? For, like, I think that's like, yes. that's a very beautiful story that, that us queer people really get to embrace. And I have to yes. say that with the queer friends of it all, I have found it very interesting to meet straight people in L.A. Because it doesn't happen very often. But let me tell you something. I oh, was at a yeah. Halloween party this weekend. And this has yeah. happened to me before where I'm talking to a cute guy. And I got to tell you something. Matt and I have had such healthy, beautiful, flirtatious moments recently that I want to brag about because I posted on my Instagram recently that I fell in love with someone on an airplane, and a few people were like, what about your husband? And I was like, who? I'm like, first of all, he not only, like, is fine with my flirtation but also he knows that i'm a human being with a like a a brain and a a body because it is so if you think that your partner is not gonna have a crush or be attracted to someone else you've got another thing coming a c-u-m-m-i-n-g honey (laughs) i just feel like it is all this to say i was at a bar last night and this six foot five mustached man walks in the bar and i was like holy shit that guy is just like like uh, hot and tall and i'm usually not into taller guys because i feel afraid but i said matt can i go up to him and Matt said yeah whatever and i went up to him had a five minute beautiful flirtatious conversation i shook his hand and i left and that was it and it was like really healthy all this to say i go to the halloween party full circle and i'm talking to this guy flirting away and as a joke i was like so um where's your girlfriend he goes right over there. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is such an L.A. story where like all the guys, like a lot of the guys here are very sensitive and like, and like not, not the guys I went to high school with. and So they are fucking straight. They just happen to be cute and sensitive. And I'm like, fuck. I thought, he I, he did seem to enjoy the flirting, though. So I, I I'm not going to, you know, say that he isn't maybe some sort of queer, but he definitely was not going to do anything but smile at me.
2: Yes uh, Recently I've had so many straight friends Because one of my closest friends now, Andrea Okay, wait, that is a Here's an example, Let's circle back To what we are just talking about Andrea is one of my best friends who is a straight girl But I'll tell you that 20% of our jokes is about the fact that We're two girls and We might kiss two girls in a room Two best friends Whoa, in a room my
0: God. Like, Have you kissed yet?
2: No, well, no <laughs> well, I don't have to think about that <laughs> well, No, we have not. We haven't, we haven't. Um, we were thinking about, uh, Uh, a concept that involves us kissing and then we had a whole full-on conversation (laughs) she has a boyfriend i love her boyfriend he has become one of my close friends i'm like you guys cannot i know you have such a nice
0: circle of like (laughs) queer like partnered like your joke half joking about maybe kissing when you said concept i pictured you talking about like we're gonna maybe do an activation like how like pr people talk (laughs) about it like events (laughs) we're gonna do a kissing activation
2: yes we were, i was like there's this concept that i want to do with her and um next and time i want to bring
0: up any sort of like flirting or making out i'll be like so i have an idea for a concept <laughs> Yes, yes the concept is you grab my face
2: yes and we have to make out and then your boyfriend will take pictures of us and it's well, literally is the good concept. concept
0: wait that's a really good concept <laughs>
2: But then there's like this whole thing that we want to do, whatever, um, to pretty much make merch and she, and like the whole, the whole thing is that she's my straight best friend is what we say. My straight on in quotes, straight best friend. Because we like joke about the fact that like me, her, and her boyfriend are all gonna buy a house together. Wait, that's but so separate- good. Yes, we're like we want to buy a house. It's so expensive in LA. Let's buy a house, but we'll be in separate wings. So but good. But it's like we're tr- we're a trouble, What is it called? Thruple? Thruple, truple. Trouble. Yeah. Truple. Obviously, I never use that the, word. That's so the like-
0: Italian pronunciation. The trupple. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the truple. <laughs> um, um, wait, why was I why was I saying what was I talking about? Well, because Ontario about kissing. Every- oh. But but that was I don't remember why I originally bought it but brought it up but just full circle she is someone who is my straight best friend who I'm able to have that friendship with her but yes yeah do we joke about kissing all the time sure about me being gay being obsessed with her yes, yes absolutely that's part of it but that's part of the fun and we have a great time doing it. Can but, I tell
0: you what's yeah. controversial about why that's such a good idea. Yeah, it's because I think that being queer is dare I say the word in right now. I think that people are real. First of all, of course, like Gen Z, a lot of people are identifying as queer because they're not Mm -hmm. only honoring their authentic selves, but it's hopefully becoming a better world to do so. On the flip side of it, though, I think it's also fucking cool and great to really be who you are and be queer. And so I think some straight girls that were Mm -hmm. to see that merch Mm -hmm. might be able to feel a bit part of the cool queer kids club and be Mm -hmm. able to be like oh quote unquote straight because listen i know there's at least one to a hundred thousand straight girls that are jealous that they're not queer
2: i also think okay but the other side of that is that i think a lot of people i think sexuality is a spectrum right and I think a lot of people just – I've had conversations with so many straight people Mm -hmm. where, like, I just identify as straight even though I'm I'm not. But I do have a boyfriend or I am married. I do have a fiancé. And it's like I don't need to – there's no need to be like, oh, I'm queer. There's no need. They're uh, like, it's fine. So, yeah.
0: That's a very good point. I think that there are – like, to cancel myself on that, I think that there are also (laughs) a lot of quote-unquote straight women who do know that they are on a queer spectrum. And, um, so I think it actually, it pleases the, the fully straights that are so far straight, but they still want to be considered kind of cool to the people who are considering themselves straight, but also a are 100% have queer, inclinations within yes um 100%. i do speaking of straight people though i need to ask you about i um i really dug deep when i was uh looking at your internet um footprint and is it true that you were in the acting class and the rehearsal on hbo
2: oh <laughs> i was yes i don't know how you went from straight people to this i
3: was like nathan fielder nathan
0: fielder is yes. so fucking straight
2: yes yes um i was uh that that is true yes i was in nathan fielder's new show that just came out it was It okay the reason why i don't really talk about it is because i that was like so when people watch that it looks like that i'm one of the millions of actors that are in los angeles but only like 12 people got chosen to work with nathan fielder in this documentary style comedy you know right. but that's not what it, I mean. It was technically what that no, was, give but us, that's give us not the, like, the dirt. But it was like that entire thing was like audition, callback. Okay, now you're pinned. Okay, great, we got it. So many NDAs were signed. You got the script day of. These are all your lines. This is all this. Okay, great. It was like so everything was just happening so fast and so last minute, but so many NDAs. And then we get on set, we do it, whatever. And I had this inkling that they were going to just cut anyone who had scenes and lines and they did. So I look like an extra, but I know. And and so for for me, I was like, I just went through this entire process to just look like I'm an extra in the back because they cut all my lines. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like that's fine. But as someone, I guess for me, I don't know if it's my pride or not, but as someone who went from a reoccurring role on an Apple TV show with all award-winning people to like looking like an extra I'm like okay you know what that's a part of life it's okay it's the part of the journey but at the same time like I know so many people have reached out to me because they're like that's so cool and I'm just thinking like oh wait it's, I think it's because people just think I'm an actor that got chosen out of the millions of actors in Los Angeles to get to work with Nathan Field.
0: Right, right. Which
2: is like technically sure, but no, it was like a whole audition no, process yeah, you had and everything. A role that like, you, you know,
0: what, what do you think the reason is that they cut all the actual scripted lines that you learned?
2: I don't no i honestly i don't know but that's that's tv business that's, that's show business maybe showbiz, like <laughs> yes.
0: yeah I, it's so so basically what people see is then that you are attending the class where then they
2: where i'm playing the other actor right. but like all my lines were what i think this is what it was all my lines were what the ac- other actor said uh-huh. so pretty much all our like wait am i thought to talk about this? Yes. Yeah. The show's out. (laughs) So all the lines were like, what the, uh, my, I'm playing another actor. So I, all my lines are what she said, but if technically, I guess when they edit it, the person I'm playing, they edit out all her lines, then they probably will edit out all my lines. And also, if you think about it, even if they were to not edit out her lines, then why would you have her say that line and then also me say that yeah, line yeah, like yeah, that's yeah,
0: just yeah. you know it's what like i mean a this chain is so reaction of cuts and you were just the what's the word the um you were the collateral damage of the yes. tons of editing and cutting that was uh, occurring
2: Ex- exactly i think that's exactly what it was and also if any no one's if whoever is listening to this has not seen the Making rehearsal the show yeah the rehearsal they are they're not going to understand anything that we're just. That's saying. true. So, so if this entices so you,
0: I, if this entices you to watch it, go off. sis, I really enjoyed it. It's it's a very polarizing mm-hmm. show. So I'll just uh, I'll just say that. Um, speaking of though, polarizing shows. You worked with then Sarah Bareilles in
2: Little Voice. Little
0: Voice. So yes. true or false, Sarah Bareilles? No one is better.
2: Literally. Okay, I was not necessarily a fan. Like I liked her. I grew up with her. But getting to work with her every day for six months, well, every other day, let's say, because I was recurring, um was absolutely incredible. She's so sweet. She's so nice. She's fun. Like, that was my boss. Thank and God
0: I you're had... saying that. Because she <laughs> yes. truly is... I don't know if you are as much of a musical theater girl as I am. But there is... Sarah Bareilles has been doing Into the Woods um, on Broadway. And mm-hmm. the cast recording for Into the Woods. Sarah Bareilles is the standout. We all know, obviously, that she's an amazing performer and a singer. But the way she not only did the show, she was so funny. But she's also just... I think one of the greats of our generation if i can say that she is like yes. not only a great songwriter but she's clearly beyond multi-talented and uh-huh. i am ashamed to say that i'm not like watching girls five ever every second of my life but i am thrilled that they are getting a season three on yes. netflix, so netflix. Thank God for that. <laughs> but um i think just sarah borales if she will egot she will mm-hmm.
2: do she will
0: she will take over the world and she should
2: and she should, and she deserves it when I tell you that this was probably one of the best sets that I've been on in terms of how many women were on that set, and how much like when I tell you that Sarah and also Jesse Nelson was the showrunner, mm-hmm. they both did not care what you're following is like who you are, what credits you have as an actor. they just want whoever can perform the role the best. And if you are genuinely a good person, so when I tell oh you all my castmates, um, okay, except for one one person, but everyone else was the nicest person I've ever met. I cannot, I will not tell you the team. <laughs>
0: See my eyes, up. Every, I, I not, actually don't. I, can, I don't want I you to talk like, shit on the one actor, but of course, yeah, it makes me yeah. think of like every reality show that I watch on TV, yes. and like I just the the onset dynamic of all joys to work with, and then one bad apple. That is, you know. That's just a part of being in a workplace. Let's just say that. It is.
2: It is. But it's like just making sure from like being comfortable on set, supporting us how and being nice. Like I am not I'm so bad at articulating how I felt on the set, but it was one of the best experiences. And I've been on millions of sets. It is one of the best experiences because of how great Sarah mm. Brawlis and
0: Jesse Nelson bless War. them incredible let, let us all raise yes, a, a, a invisible glass <laughs> yes. and I'm yes. sipping okay if you're what if you're <laughs> sipping a glass right now what are you sipping that t- would taste the best to you right now
2: negroni Mm.
0: just a regular one Uh, the whole spagliato shit i just (laughs) i really can't i don't need all that i do think some people dressed up as negroni spagliato for halloween i thought that was a good cultural touch point um just very good timing there's a lot i I forgot that halloween costumes right now it's really fun if you do like a meme that you've seen on the internet and do the meme and for your halloween costume yes i think next year i want to be you know what i realized and i shouldn't say this because i might do it next year but i think i want to dress up next year as the stage manager from sister act two who Says, um, uh, take your robes off. Take 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 off your robes. It's a very specific part mm-hmm. of Sister Act Two where they're about to go on stage for joyful, joyful Lord. And then there's a stage manager with a headset that says, "Take off your robes because you're going to do it all just in your street clothes." And it's so <laughs> niche and by your face, I will have to explain it twenty times a night. However, I think it's going to be worth it to be the Sister Act Two stage manager. Um, I'm googling it, no, it because yeah, I just m- Google "take off your robes" and you'll see it. But also. I do need to ask you because a lot of your your videos that I love so much. If anybody's listening that doesn't listen doesn't follow Nadia on any of the social media, I really implore you to because your TikTok, your Instagram is so good. There is such a dark, such a dark piece of comedy about uh, how you always envision coming out to your dad would go.
2: Oh, I swear! Okay. Also, for anyone who does not follow me, so far I would say ninety nine percent of my content is based on true events. So that specific TikTok is based on how I actually thought it was going to go. So you
0: actually thought that you were going to come out to your Muslim dad at his funeral, and you're going to be speaking it into his coffin.
2: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I sure did. And then when I saw that that was a trend... Um, uh, where people when that trend happened, people were going to the coffin and they're talking to whoever died. But for everyone's trend, it was mostly they're talking to their best friend. Uh-huh. They're like, Oh my god, why are you dead? Um, but when I saw that, I was like, I have the most incredible idea. This is has to do with my dad. And I made the TikTok. And I remember posting it and it didn't get that much traction. And I thought it was so funny. So then I posted it on Instagram and it got traction there. Then out of nowhere, it started to go viral on my TikTok. With the comments, it got onto the wrong side of TikTok. Oh, so all the comments were like, this is so fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm like, it's dark humor. It's actually hilarious and to me. And
0: listen, <laughs> I think a lot of us had yeah. really dark thoughts before we came out about how it would go. And that mm-hmm. is on honesty. Yes,
2: that is. And I did get so many comments as well being like, Holy moly! I thought the same thing. Like I thought, this is how I'm gonna yeah. have to come out, and I'm like, yeah, we. It's relatable.
0: What do you say now? If like, if someone was like, okay, so coming out to your Muslim parents in a nutshell, what do you say?
2: Mm-hmm. I would say that it wasn't as terrifying as I made it out to be, like at all. Mm-hmm. But, but there's a lot of buts, and the one but I would say is. I think everything happens for a reason. I would not have wished to do it earlier or Mm -hmm. anything like it happened at the exact time it had to happen. But I say that, and I'm just going to quickly tell you this one story about how when I came out to my parents, it was, it went so well. I went and told my one only gay Persian friend, and then she went and came out to her parents like two weeks later. We both thought we were never going to come out to my parents or our parents, Mm -hmm. our own parents. And she went and did it, and her mom was not okay with it. And it was such a bad reaction. And I felt like it was my fault. No. So, what I learned from that experience is you know your parents best. And if you truly feel that your parents are not, if, if your life is in danger, if you think your life will be in danger, do not do it. Mm -hmm. The right time, the right place. And my one thing was like, I wanted to leave the house, not live with my parents, Mm -hmm. be financially stable. I used to always say, I want to be financially stable enough that if I were to get arrested for some reason, and I needed bail, I would have the money. Mm -hmm. So that's like, that was always like, if when that happens, then I'll come out to my parents. But obviously that did not happen. And I came out to my parents and because I had to, but I would just say that it was not as scary, and I'm glad it happened. Are
0: you now? I'm do scary. you now know that it wasn't your fault that your friend had a bad experience with her parents?
2: Yes, yes. I do know. I do know. Um, How is your friend doing that,
0: now? Are they okay?
2: Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she was fine. She was like, whatever, it's fine. But I'm like, I know that still impacts you oh in my some God, way. I, so that I, affects you. And you it's know?
0: also, it's so tough because as you're saying, everyone's experience is so individual. And okay. um, it's impossible to, you know, my, when I was in a freshman in college, I still had not come out to my grandpa. And I only have one living grandparent. I talk about him. He's 94 years old now. He is such oh. a great guy. He was at our wedding. I mean, just a mensch through and through. But I really was terrified. I mean, at the that point, he was still, you know, in his 80s. And I did not know how he was going to react. And I'll say this story till I die because he he could have had a horrible reaction, but what he said was, Eric, thank you for telling me I don't love you any less. In fact, I think I love you more.
2: I'm gonna cry. Oh my god. And the
0: fact that we were sitting at a Jewish deli while he said this, I was like, oh my it just like it but again, you do not know what's gonna happen. And of course your mind runs really wild and you know, all this to say, if, if you, if you, like you're saying, if you do think that there's going to be a, a place of endangerment or whatever it is, like trust your gut, but also know that your mind is going to go into a lot of scary places. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully if your gut is correct and you, and you know that you have that love there, it's going to be okay. And then you're going to get railed soon after and feel great.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> if
0: you're Nadia, you're going to have the best sex of your goddamn life. Yes. Um, I do need to ask you, I, I'm getting away with this episode yeah. because I'm having such a gorgeous time talking to you. I need to ask you a podcast <laughs> question that I haven't asked. Yeah. Nadia, so- if the world was ending, yes. you could only save one yeah. character actress, who would you save?
2: Okay, am I saving this actress because i'm we're gonna fuck or
0: <laughs> i mean no one's ever taken it that way but i love that you are listen you can fuck this character actors when the world's ending sure do whatever the fuck you want with this car- i mean with their consent please do yeah
2: yes yes like yes. <laughs> and this is the actress itself or is it a character i would say in, the actress like, themselves
0: that you like oh, okay. know they've had a gorgeous range of imdb credits but you also want to yes. <laughs> spend time with them after the world ends but also if that involves is sucking and fucking hell yeah
2: yeah yeah. (laughs) okay i don't know why the first person i thought of and i'm just gonna go with this person and i'm not necessarily saying this is my like number one favorite person but this is the first person i thought of emma stone
0: oh yeah she's
2: so hot i think she's so incredibly talented and she's so funny we're going to have the not best time ever.
0: really good answer. <laughs> Emma Stone. Yes. You know what? Because listen, there's going to be a listener that's going to message and say, Emma Stone is more of an ingenue. And I'm going to say, if you have that lisp, you're a character actress. Yes, and not even a yes, lisp. you just uh, like, she has that style of just like, I'm Emma Stone. That's giving Drew Barrymore. But you know what I'm saying? She's like, just, yes. she's easy A. I feel like even she was like, I, you know what it is? Not I would never want to reference Superbad in this gay podcast, but she on Superbad <laughs> felt like a safe place to me because she was surrounded by these doofus straight guys, but she was just like, I'm cool, I'm hot, yes. but I'm also not like uh I'm I'm she's gonna she she would have been nice to the gay guys in high school in Superbad
2: exactly okay wait i just thought of someone else if you want to like charactery actor sure um I, i'm gonna say her name i might butcher helena bonham carter oh helena
0: bonham carter yeah, yeah yeah yeah, very good answer she
2: is such a good actress like i want to be like her would you I want would to you her. also
0: like to sleep with her or is she no, 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 no.
2: i'm okay that's okay <laughs> i love that you're I'm like actually,
0: you know i don't need any more i don't need a drink i'm okay I,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um and she's beautiful it's just um
0: just no no it's okay listen yeah, i'm not okay. gonna force you to, to, to fuck helena bottom carter yeah, yeah you're like it's just you know i'm Thank sure you that so much. um wait can <laughs> i tell it? you my cancelable yes. offense is that i thought you were gonna say just because you are queer i thought you were gonna say sarah paulson when you when i was envisioning like a really good character actor oh. i was like oh, oh. she you're gonna want to fuck sarah paulson but like
2: no no i don't care since we're the last people on earth i don't care whether or not you're queer because you have no one else to talk. you've got so no other be- choice.
0: <laughs> oh my god Do you know why i always like people are like if the world was ending and like if you had to fuck i i forget i feel like always like apocalyptic scenarios would come up when you're growing yes. up and i would always be like god i hope it's a guy that ends up being the only other person left in the world and he'll have no oh choice but god. to like ask for my was mouth. that
2: before was that before you realized you were gay? Oh, it was or? probably it
0: was before it came out, but during the like the stages of denial, <laughs> just like yes. no, 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 I just want the to the world to end and only be another guy because I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, sweetie, you just are trying to be on the D, bite on the yes. dick. <laughs> yes. um listen uh nadia i feel like that we have run the gamut with these topics but i sadly have to end this conversation by asking you a question okay. that i did not prep you on uh, Nadia, nadia <sighs> heaven.
2: oh my god yeah
0: what is the best Whoopi goldberg film
2: the cinderella
0: is my favorite Whoopi Goldberg movie? Cinderella, Cinderella, <laughs> Cinderella. Whoopi Goldberg's in this movie. Okay, we love that answer so very much. Oh, Nadia, we Yay. just just a queen through and through. Nadia, where can people follow you?
2: Um, they can follow me on TikTok, on Instagram, or on YouTube at Nadimahepin. I know that's a really hard name, but it's uh, linked. It's, it's M- linked
0: in the description. Yeah, spell oh, it out. Spell it out.
2: Okay, N A D I A. M O H E B B A N.
0: Bam, 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 bam. Yes. Ugh, Nadia, <laughs> thank you for coming on this chaos podcast. It was such a treat to have you on, and thank I you know so I will fun. see you in the LA streets soon.
2: Yay! Thank you, Eric. Thank you for having me.
0: Mwah.